My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today. Super excited for the interview ahead of us, you guys. The guest I'm bringing on, Matt Aitchinson. He is a seven-figure real estate investor, entrepreneur, speaker, and educator. He's also the host of Millionaire Mindca- uh, Mindcast, which is top 100 ranked business podcast in the world. So super exciting. You know, Matt has so much under his belt, so much value to add. So I cannot wait for a conversation, but he is very uh, extremely passionate about helping others create more wealth, freedom, and, you know, of course, fulfillment in their life. So welcome to the show, Matt. Thanks so much for coming on today. How's it going? Britt, thanks for having me on. I'm doing great. Amazing. Well, I'm super excited for our topics we're going to cover today. Um, but before we really dive into any of those, would you ma- mind taking us back, Matthew, and telling us a bit about the journey? I know I gave a brief introduction, and I think this is the perfect time to kind of talk talk about how you got to where you are today. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, at an early age, kind of always knew I wanted to you know, go and be a millionaire, go and be successful, right? Which I think most young, at least uh, ambitious individuals, they have big goals, big dreams, and oftentimes those are associated with money, milestones, and things along those lines. Uh, but I had a little bit of a turbulent start. I got expelled from high school. Um, I got arrested in college, and I was actually like facing some real long term prison time, which was at 18 years old, a very, um, I called it my oh shit moment. I was like, oh shit, this is like real implications on my life. And it was right. kind of no longer a game. And um, a lot of my audio and all of the things I told myself and told other people in, you know, um, in my circles of what I was going to do and who I was and what I was going to accomplish, my video and my actions were really incongruent and not aligned. And so at that point in time in my life, it was, you know, some rock bottom kind of harsh realities of what was the potential future life for myself. And I really decided to just make a complete 180 and um, try and get that congruency and align kind of, you know, my morals and my values with my actions. And so I ended up finding my kind of first mentor. And that was my first kind of introduction and exposure to entrepreneurship. I worked for a guy for the rest of my um, four years in college and started off as a cold caller and worked my way up to being uh, kind of his right hand executive assistant. Uh, and he was running a, an insurance brokerage. And uh, when I graduated from school, he wanted me to uh, kind of take over his book of business. And I decided that I was going to go and bet on myself and, you know, figure out what I wanted to do. And when I moved back home, I was broke. I had really kind of no idea of where I wanted to go, but I still had that ambition. And I still had kind of a vision for where I wanted to go with my life. And um, I was interviewing at, you know, a bunch of different places for $30,000, $40,000 a year and I was like, man, this just isn't going to do it. It's not going to, it's not going to get me where I want to go. And I 
found a real estate mentor. Long story short, I worked for this individual for about a year for free. And um, this person was flipping houses and I was doing all the work and they were making $50,000 checks every house that we were flipping. And I was working for this person for free. And so for me, um, it was one of those things where I really thought I can, I can do this myself. And that was kind of the moment that I decided to always tell people I don't have, um, you know, some amazing skill set or, you know, special, uh, you know, situation that set me up for success. It was, I was dumb enough to believe in myself and smart enough to take action every day. And that led me to finding my very first real estate investment property. And I flipped that house and I made over a hundred thousand dollars on that very first deal. And I used none of my own money because I was broke at that time. I was 21 years old. Um, and that was kind of the big light bulb moment of I can go out and find other opportunities and build wealth through real estate. And so that led to um, over the next decade of my investing career, I've flipped a couple hundred houses. And then I started getting more into commercial real estate and buying strip centers and medical plazas, which then led me into where I spend a lot of my time today, which is um, I own and operate hotels. I bought my first hotel about five years ago and started scaling into more hotels. Um, and then, you know, that has kind of got me deeper into the hospitality world. And, you know, that's been paired with my podcast and raising funds and investing um, to continue to find ways of kind of building out what, um, most people all aspire to achieve, right? Is that kind of financial freedom number and living life on your terms. And that's where you see me today. Matthew, this is so amazing. I love it. I, you know, tell us a bit about taking that leap of faith that you, you took um, and bet on your betting on yourself when you were like, you know what, I'm going to try this. Just, just, just try it and see what happens before everything fell into place. What, what did it feel like taking that leap of faith with really at the time, not a lot, right? You said that at the time you were, you know, you didn't have a lot of money and stuff like that, but you took that leap of faith and just trusted the process. What did that feel like? Because I think a lot of us, uh, people listening, entrepreneurs that are listening, maybe had to go through something similar at one point or another, or maybe they're on the fence right now about betting on themselves. Yeah. I think I've never been the smartest person. I've never been the fastest person. I've never been the strongest person. But the one thing that I have always known about myself is I'm a really hard worker. And so I think oftentimes a lot of people, they feel like they have to have crystal clarity and what the plan looks like and having all of the answers before you start taking action. And what I've learned in that process is you get clarity through the action. You get clarity by taking that leap of faith in yourself, as long as you have the confidence in yourself. And now, you know, having the ability to surround yourself with the right people makes a big difference. Having a second set of eyes, a third set of eyes, people that can give you, you know, some support in areas that you may not be strong in or having a lack of clarity in, and they may have some wisdom or some input that they can share with you. Those were all things that really kind of gave me that confidence to take that leap of faith. I had good people around me and I had you know, somewhat of a safety net that I was willing to risk in order to, you know, go out and chase my goals and dreams. And so I think for a lot of people, 
you know, it's number one, I kind of call it the swan number. Like what's your sleep well at night number um, in terms of money and reserves? Do you need to go out and take a risk? So that way, if everything, you know, worst case scenario doesn't pan out, you still have uh, a certain amount of reserves that you can fall back on. And, you know, the other side of it was I didn't have um, a concern that I could go out and find a job. So you can always fall back on your skill set. You can always fall back on finding another job. But the regret of not going after my goals was something that I didn't want to live with. So I bet on myself and I decided to, you know, jump in and take action. And I think having clarity around what that sleep well at night number is will give people some, you know, uh, confidence to go out and take that, you know, leap of faith, knowing that you've still got, you know, a safety net or some cushion if worst case scenario were to happen to fall back on. Love it. The, the regret of not taking, um, the regret was higher for, for yourself. If you were to not take the chance and bet on yourself, then it would be for the regret say it didn't work out. Yep. So amazing. This is great. So Matthew, let's dive into, okay. So you said you're, you went from houses to commercial to hotels and, and continuing to scale through hotels and stuff like that. Now, how do you go about delivering your services today? And, um, tell me a bit about that process. Yeah. So in terms of investing, I really kind of, you know, slowly little by little started building up my real estate investment portfolio. And then obviously my cash flow and my net worth started to scale as the portfolio began to scale, which obviously gave me more options to, you know, invest in different things and invest in different people. And, you know, as I was growing my company, um, you know, really surrounding us, with uh, the right people, getting the right people in the right seats based on what our business is. And so my core model is, is hospitality. So we essentially, you know, own and run hotels. Um, so anybody that, you know, comes to most of my hotels are up in Lake Tahoe um, in California. So anybody that, you know, comes to Lake Tahoe and stays at one of our properties, um, we, you know, run and operate those hotels. Um, at the same time, you know, I've take the income that is generated from my core operating business. And I invest that into other investment vehicles, whether that's life insurance, whether that is, you know, single family rentals, whether that's commercial properties, I'm constantly looking at keeping my, you know, living costs and expenses relatively low and conservative. And we live a pretty simple and, you know, a great lifestyle, but for the most part, um, I don't live beyond my means and I take what is left over and I invest those into cash flowing assets that give me a little bit more freedom and give me the ability to continue to, you know, scale um, my business and my income and my wealth through that. So in terms of services, you know, we, we just, we operate the assets that deliver, um, you know, the experience for people that are traveling and staying with us. Um, and then I have, you know, other businesses that, we have educational masterminds and, you know, content that people engage with. And a lot of that is, you know, done through obviously online platforms. Um, and so that makes obviously the, the digital world has made things a lot easier to reach and connect and service and, and scale businesses, um, you know, and, and customers uh, through the online world. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing. Now, I think the next topic we should dive into that 
you have a lot of value to add behind is, you know, how to unlock real wealth. And we might have touched on some stuff throughout our, our conversation earlier, but if you could really dive in and break it down to us as to how to unlock real wealth with the R-I-C-H, the Rich Life Framework. Yeah, I um, I was at a mastermind uh, about nine or 10 years ago, and it was um, a millionaire mastermind group. It was a high net worth group. And I really kind of noticed there was two different people there. There was, everybody was millionaires in the room, but there was really two different types of millionaires. There was, you know, the millionaire that financially was very well off, but they were bankrupt in their health. They were bankrupt in their relationships and not spending time with their family or their, their partners. Um, they were really kind of arrogant and selfish and didn't really care about anybody else but themselves. And then there was another millionaire, which I call the whole life millionaire. And that was somebody who lived like a millionaire in their bank account. And they lived like a millionaire as a parent, as a, a spouse or as a partner, as, you know, somebody that was a leader in their company that, you know, had good health, that cared about other people and helping others. And so um, that was really intriguing to me. And so that's what ultimately led to me starting the Millionaire Mindcast and interviewing millionaires that I thought were not just financially very abundant and well off, but that were also living intentionally and, and just as intentionally as they were in their finances and their business as they were in all the other categories of life. And that's ultimately kind of where I narrowed down this rich life acronym, which is uh, the people that I admire are the individuals that are living very purposefully and intentionally in their R relationships, personal and professional. I income and using that income through their career, through their business to go and invest that into investments. And then C, using the investments and the wealth that they generate to go out and make an impact in their community and contribution for C. And then H was mental, physical, and spiritual health. And living intentionally in kind of all of those different areas and categories, or, you know, many people call them gardens, whatever you want, you know, to, to categorize kind of those pillars of your life. As I got more clarity around what those gardens encompassed and what I wanted them to look like, then I was able to start kind of back in into a plan that allowed me to chip away at the goals of what my rich life looked like. And everybody's got a different definition of what being wealthy or rich is or what being happy or fulfilled is. And so I think number one is starting there, right? Is like, what does your definition of a rich life look like? Or what does your definition of financial freedom look like? Or what does, you know, happiness and fulfillment look like to you? And getting clarity in all those different categories then allows you to start kind of reverse engineering. Well, you know, you bite the elephant down one, one bite at a time. So therefore, how do I break down now that I'm clear in what those categories look like? How do I start backing into milestones that I want to hit with these particular goals and categories? And it's crazy. I mean, a lot of the goals that I've set year after year, um, I would have never expected that I would have hit uh, and therefore I probably would have never gone after them, but just by getting clarity and dreaming and what that could look like and kind of having a North star that I can consistently work towards. And then, you know, creating some very tangible bite-sized plans for chipping away at those goals and what that vision looks like. It's unbelievable what you can create. And so that's where the rich life came in. 
And I've been interviewing millionaires and billionaires and people all around the world that, you know, I admire and kind of, you know, deconstructing how they got to what we see today and how their rich life came about. And, um, and, you know, kind of taking some of those breadcrumbs and, you know, following and creating my own path along the way and sharing that information and insight with other people that listen to the podcast. This is absolutely incredible, Matthew. I think it's so important to have, to set that intention, have that vision and really like, there's so many people who are millionaires, billionaires, but they don't have like an intentional or they don't make intentional time for their family, their health and everything else. That's so important and vital. Right. Um, so having that uh, intention and having that vision of, okay, what is it going to look like when I get there and setting those goals? Because, you know, what's the point in having all that money when you can't, you know, have family time and you can't take care of yourself, you know, you're so wrapped up within the business. And, and, um, so what, uh, the way you broke it down is huge. And I think it's so important. Yeah. I mean, I think just understanding I'm a framework guy. I, I like simple frameworks that I can use to kind of create clarity and, and, you know, stepping stones for getting to where I want to go. Cause once you're clear on what it is that you want, if you're really an ambitious person, it's not the action. That's a problem for you. It's taking action on the right things that actually move the needle forward on the stuff that is really important to you and matters to you. A lot of people just mistake movement for achievement and being that, you know, we live in a busy world and there's lots of distractions around us. It can be very easy to feel like you are making progress on things. But when you look up at the end of the year, you're kind of disappointed in, you know, maybe the lack of achievement or ground that you hoped to have covered that year. And so just by having a little bit more clarity and what it is that you actually want and when you want to achieve it by, it makes it a lot easier to create a plan for how you're going to get there. And then once you're clear on what that plan is, it just becomes a game of execution and taking action every day. I love it. This is incredible. So Matthew, let's talk about your incredible podcast. I'm so excited to dive into this. Um, let's talk about the millionaire mindcast now. Um, you have a lot of wins within the podcast alone. I mean, you're interviewing every week, you're interviewing millionaires and, and thought leaders. And you're also, you know, you had a win where you were able to raise tons of money. Um, so let's talk about that. What were the intentions behind the podcast before you started? And then of course, if you want to dive into where it's at today. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, it was really just kind of a selfish um, start of, I just want to interview other cool people. Like I just met at this mastermind group. So I'm going to just create a podcast. It's been going for six plus years now, and I'm going to create a podcast and interview other whole life millionaires and just see selfishly how I could learn from them and how I can share what I learned from them with other people that are looking to, you know, become a whole life millionaire, uh, themselves. And then that obviously kind of, you know, as time went on, morphed into something bigger than I obviously ever thought it would. You know, I was just trying to get some good notes for myself. Um, and then obviously, you know, Millionaire Mindcast turned into something a lot bigger than that. And as it started growing, you know, and scaling in the charts, um, you build a little bit more authority and you gain a little bit more access to people that maybe you didn't have access to before. So it's really been a great network expander for me, right? I'm sure as you know, you get to connect and talk and have conversations with people that 
you probably would never connect with or talk to unless it was for the podcast. And so that became something really cool. And, you know, my podcast is, of course, about, you know, building wealth and creating and unlocking financial freedom. And me being an investor myself, and I've raised, you know, a lot of money for different projects and deals over the years of my career. Um, I started getting more and more people as I was talking about some of my own projects saying, hey, I want to invest in one of your projects with you. And so as time went on, um, you know, I started basically offering up some of my investment projects. You know, the first one that I did was a, a laundromat business. And um, I raised some money for the laundromat business and that was very successful. And then I started doing apartment syndications and raised money for that. And these are just listeners and guests that, you know, they hear you in their ears every single day. The podcasting is a great way to build up trust and rapport. And really, you know, people want to do business with people they know, like, and trust. And so podcasting became kind of this space that gave me the ability to talk into people's ears on a weekly basis and add value to them and build trust with them. And as time went on, you know, more and more people that were looking to invest and and build wealth said, Hey, I like what you're doing. I like what you stand for. I like this opportunity that you're putting out. And so over the course of the last few years, I've been able to raise millions of dollars from podcast listeners that have, you know, been listening to Millionaire Mindcast and wanting to build wealth. And I was able to kind of fill a void for them, not only helping them educate and build up financial literacy, but at the same time, give them deal flow and opportunities for actually building tangible wealth. This is amazing. Now, Matt, tell me about, you know, how you get you, I guess you had your podcast for six years now, and now you have raised millions of dollars. It's been an utmost freaking success, which is exciting. Now, when starting, how did you go about, you know, finding the right guest? I mean, attracting them, was it through going to, you know, summits or networking, anything like that? Or how do you go about it now today to get these millionaires on your podcast? I know you've built a huge credibility and authority with the podcast and so many doors have opened up having a podcast that not like you mentioned earlier, not you normally wouldn't have these doors that open opportunities. You know, you're, you're getting to meet people from all over the world globally now. Um, but starting off, what was it like getting the right guest onto your show? Yeah, I was a little bit lucky from that perspective because a lot of my relationships and mentors and friends were my first guests on the podcast. Um, so it was people that I had met at mastermind groups at different conferences, different events, Um, And then at the same time, it was also reaching out to people that I was inspired by or that I followed and that I thought would be a great fit. And it was, you know, starting to engage with some of their content and build some rapport with those individuals before going in for the cold ask. Um, But as time went on, right, and the podcast started to build a little bit more notoriety and get more downloads and have a little bit more um, recognition behind the name. Now i Unless, you know, it's a it's a big name that I want to go after. For the most part, I'm getting, you know, 15 to 20 different inquiries a week of people wanting to be on the podcast just because it's, you know, higher up in the charts. And so therefore, you know, you just got a lot of people coming to you now, which is kind of nice. Um, at the same time, you know, when I do want to go after somebody, somebody from my team will reach out to them 
and start, you know, trying to, uh, you know, share the stats of the podcast and, you know, we'd love to have them on and how we can help spread and expand their message and things like that. Um, but that being said, you know, in the beginning, just leveraging the relationships that you have, and then also, you know, going after the people that you want to get. Absolutely. Yeah. And like you said earlier, you know, people then realize like, like, they develop this trust for you because you every week you're posting another podcast. I mean, so many podcasts don't last longer than eight, eight, nine episodes. Correct. And like, so this authority you have, you hold and the credibility for being there, I'm sure you get people down the road, come to you and be like, I've been binge watching your episodes and I'm ready to work with you. <laughs> I need your help, you know, which is yep. such a great feeling. So I love it. I love everything that you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. So Matthew, I know that these episodes are so short and this was a perfect conversation. You'd added so much value. Now, if you want to take the next minute here to kind of just, you know, let our listeners know exactly if you, what kind of offers you have the best way to connect with you, because I'm sure there are people listening that are, are going to want to reach out. So I just want to give you the stage right now to go ahead and do that as well before we jump off here. Yeah. I mean, I, I never like to, you know, ask anybody to do anything uh, before adding value to them. And I would say, you know, one of the most consistent, easy ways that, you know, myself, our podcasting team, our company as a whole can add value as if, you know, we've got all kinds of great resources, free content, and of course, paid stuff at millionairemindcast.com. Um, so that's always a great way to check out, you know, what we got going on and the offers and the cool stuff that's out there and available. Um, especially for people that are really money motivated or looking to build wealth, looking to invest in real estate, things along those lines. There's a lot of content there. Um, obviously, subscribing to the podcast is a great way or just engaging on social media. My uh, my social media handle on pretty much all platforms is official Mattye, M-A-T-T-Y-A. Um, and that's a great way. I love connecting with people all around the world, people that have pulled me on podcasts. Um, so that's that's always a quick an easy answer on millionairemindcast.com or uh, engaging on social. Incredible. Thank you so much, so much, Matt, for coming on today, taking that time out of your day to really, you know, share this value with myself and my listeners. This is exactly what I'm looking for on the show. So I truly appreciate it. And I cannot wait to see what, what goes on next within your journey, because so many amazing things have already happened. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Britt. I appreciate it. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on, just like Matthew Aitchinson did today to share your story, talk about your business and the podcast, please go to top100interview.com. I'd love to have you guys on as well. Thanks so much, Matt. Bye, guys. Catch you on the next episode. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, 
download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.